Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cabin. On today's show, we're going to be focusing on hurling. Uh, but before we get to that, I just want to bring your attention to all the podcasts we have over on the Die Hard service. That's on patreon.com forward slash We Are Cabin. We look back on uh, Cabin's under 20 defeat um, at the hands of Longford last Friday night in the first round of the Development League. We also speak with Neve Keenahan on that podcast after she picked up the Ashbourne Cup um, with TU Dublin. Um, wonderful achievement there. And she's looking ahead to a busy weekend of both inter-county camogie uh, and football. So loads over there on the Die Hard service. We'll be previewing Cavan against Longford, Eddie Halligan uh, jumping in for a podcast there and loads, loads more over there. So that's on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be focusing on the small ball as the Cavan Horlers um, make it two wins from two in the Alliance Hurling League Division 3B um, with a win, a comfortable win over Warwickshire. We'll hear um, a good in-depth conversation with uh, Tom Mannion once again. Um, but to build up to that, delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo-Celt and general sports enthusiast, enthusiast all around. Paul, when's the last time you've seen a Cavan Hurling team score 220? Well, that ha- that has been the thing, Damien, with, with the Cavan Horlers. Like last year, they struggled for scores. That was the ma- that was the main fault they had. They were blunt up front. You didn't have the Shannons there last year. You didn't have Breezer, Fitzgerald. Like when Cavan got to Crow Park, they were they, those lads were were key men up front. But now they seem to have solved that, and they've got in young lads into the team as well. Just looking through the team sheet there earlier on, like Colin Shannon's back in the team, but you've also got Jamie Carney in there back and and fit. You've got Ray Delaney, his club mate. From Cotill, who who got man of the match in the county final, you've got Colin Gargan, who's an athlete, a uh, very good athlete with Shercock Athletic Club. He's in there in the mix as well. They also have Dylan Mulligan, who's a Kilmacud Croaks player, father's from Arva, so definitely a lot of Cavan blood running through the veins there. He's played at a really high level with Croaks. Uh, I think he won their Player of the Year award at one stage, and he's played with the likes of Niall Corcoran, Ryan O'Dwyer, Russell Carroll, uh, players like that. So mix it with the best, some of the best hurlers in the country there in the Dublin Championship. So Dylan's a big addition there too. The big thing is you've got Canis Maher. Mm, to have a player who has captained Kilkenny on their age teams, you know, that that's something we we have to grab a hold of and celebrate in Cavan Hurling. Oh, definitely. I mean, he captained Kilkenny, uh he captained Kilkenny minors to a Leinster title. Uh, in that was in, I think in two thousand nine or, or two thousand and ten. I looked that up the other day. So, like, 
you know, even to make the Kilkenny minor squad would have to mark out as a good horror, but to be the captain of the team, even to make the team would be good, but to be the captain of the team is something else. So like the, he's obviously a rare talent and you know, I was talking to one or two of the hoarders last year. One one of the lads, actually, I won't name names, but one of the lads said to me, he thought East Cavan Gales might actually win the senior championship last year off the back of Canis, that he was so good that they, he's so hard to handle because he's a big man as well. Um, and <clears throat> I think he was out of hoarding for a while. So he's not he's not an import per se because he, he lives in Cavan. I think he's married in Cavan. I think I'm yeah. right in saying that. He's up right in yeah, so like he he's as good as he's as good as a born and bred cabman at this stage. He's living in the county, and I think he was out of hoarding for a while. He's got himself back into top shape now, and like what an addition he is. And the, the great thing about the cabin hoarding team at the moment is you have a very wide spread of clubs represented, like GA clubs in general. Uh, like you've got obviously Mullahorn always have a backbone of a few lads: Darren Sheridan, Dominic Crudden, Matty Hines, fellas like that. You've got Bailiver, Shamrocks, Jack Barry, who plays with Bailiver. Um, you've got Rory Farrell as well that plays with Bailiver uh, Ryan Delaney could hill Jim McCarney could hill Colin Gargan you know Shane Briarty Bally Hayes Sean Keating Ballinia coming on there so there's a great spread from around the county I think that's feeding into it as well like it's it's you know it's not a thing like let's say when Fermanagh were going well there a couple of years ago almost all of their team was coming from the same club it was a great achievement but I think it's good for Horland and Cavan that that fellas are coming in from all different places. Like so, the Ballyhays lads are probably interested. They're going to see Shane play, and they could hill obviously could hill is really strong anyway. Um, you know, you have lads from different clubs, football clubs, might necessarily big big Horland lads and lassies, and they're all going to the games and buying into it. So it's great. Like it's 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 brilliant to see the footballers and the hoarders both have two wins out of two. And to be fair, like you'd have got good odds on that. I wouldn't have backed it. I'd be just being one hundred percent honest. I wouldn't have. The fact that there would have been good odds and you wouldn't have backed it—that's the thing that surprises me. I'm, I, 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 I'm a one to ten man. Give, give me those odds and I'll take them all day. You're ten to one man. Yeah, I'd have probably backed four draws or something. <laughs> but there, there definitely is a bit of a resurgence and 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 a, a move that appears to be um, raising the standard definitely so far. I think, and we we hear a little bit later on from Tom talking about how. There's now young players coming through that have a have a body of work done. That that Celtic challenge seems to be working for the the so-called weaker counties. Now we'll also get into the the disadvantages of it, and and it goes back to that old argument that I I constantly had up until this year with the with the football championship, and in Horland it's the exact same scenario where the Laurie Maher final will be played in in mid May, and yet. The Liam McCarthy final is almost two months later, and therefore it's eight to ten weeks of additional preparation against teams that are of a higher standard. It doesn't; it's not going to level the playing field with that. But anyway, it's not going to be changed. Uh, as as Tom says, not going to be changed by us on the podcast. Do you know what? We we jump into the interview and the chat I had with Tom because, um, as always, very interesting and very good with his time. Uh, once again I'm delighted to be joined by Tom Mannion the coach with the Cavan senior hurlers who picked up a massive win at the weekend two goals and 20 points to Warwickshire's two goals and nine um, you are definitely going going rightly there in, in the Cavan hurlers at the moment you are starting to get targets on your back oh, I don't know Jamie yeah no it was a good win it was a good win uh, probably a slow start again um, but uh they got a. They actually went ahead for a head say up until twenty minutes uh, gone, and then um, we kind of kicked into gear a bit. And uh, yeah, we we 
in fairness, we put together uh, like some great play and some some really nice play uh, and maybe could have had a little bit more on the scoreboard. So, you know, 220 seems a great score, but there's, you know, the, it was a lovely day as well and, and the conditions were good. So we probably left a bit out there as well, which is which is always good. It's still though, I've been at quite a few Cavan Horling games down through the years and it's not too often I've seen Cavan Horlers score 220. So there, there's definite progress and there seems to be a nice bit of firepower in this Cavan side. Yeah, yeah, no, there is like uh, the first half, and I suppose against Longford, you were kind of, um, and not concerned, but like a lot of it was coming from maybe from Kenneth Maher. Um, but like there was a good good spread of scores the last day. Uh, you know, Jim McCarney uh, stepped up, Reen Delaney got a goal. Um, I'm probably going to leave out plenty of lads here, but Colum Sheenan scored. Um, I think we got scores from midfield as well. So uh, Anthony Sheridan got the other goal. So you know there, there's a good a good spread of scores, which is which is very important as well. Like when especially as we, we move forward into the year. Talk to me a little bit about uh, Ryan Delaney. He's a, he's a young talent. We've seen him really stand out for the Coothill footballers. Then we've seen him pick up Player of the Match in the in the county final for Coothill this year. Only, I think, eighteen years of age. How 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 are you enjoying working with him? Yeah, good. He actually um, had a bit of sickness uh, early on in the year, so we didn't get that much. Um, we didn't see that much of him, but he, um, uh, yeah, the last couple of weeks now he's kind of he's trained well, and uh, we, we were always keen to get him in and get a look at him. And uh, you know, he's still learning. He came out against Longford. Uh, uh, threw himself about, which is what you love to see. Uh, kind of maybe was unfortunate for a goal chance, but uh, he took his goal well the last day. Uh, from all of I'd uh, say five foot, but they all count. So um, that's good to see. And and he got a, I think he got a point or two on, on that as well. So so yeah, he's definitely one for the future and one for this year as well. Uh, and he, and he's you know he, I think from maybe the football as well. He's he's well developed as well. Like he's well able for for senior hurling. So. So that's good to see. It's it's something I was saying. Um, I don't know if I was saying it to you last week off air, but it, 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 I, I, as Kevin on the 20 football manager, had my eyes on him and we had him in for a wee while. He made the choice to go to Hurland, which is not the most common um, answer that, that football manager are used to getting. And uh, when he told me he wanted to do it, obviously I, I, I told him, whatever you choose is is the best option here. But... Is is that a sign of of a shift in the mindset here in Cavan? Like that that some lads who are very talented at Horland, the likes of Rian, is obviously saying, "Well, do you know what? There's there's something here to chase with these Cavan hoarders." Yeah, I hope so. Like I hope so. Um, you know, there's obviously a, a county like Cavan is all obviously going to be a big draw towards football. But I suppose if they have something that that looks like, as you say, like that the, it's something that we can strive for. Maybe there's a, there's a national competition up for grads. Um, it's, it's a sport that I enjoy, you know, then I think it, 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 it definitely is, is good. And, you know, maybe after a couple of years, they might choose to switch back over, like, you know what I mean? So, um, I definitely think it's, it's, it's kind of, it's definitely beneficial for, for a younger player that they, they have the opportunity to change between one and the, one and the other. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. And probably then as you, if you get a bit older, you probably have to have to choose. But, uh, you know, I think there's, there's huge benefits for, for playing Harland for footballers and vice versa from an early age, you know, and then, then making, making the choice. 
at half time in the in the Warwickshire game something that I, I absolutely love to see happening with kids out onto onto the field in Kingspan Breffney pucking around as well. That's that's something I think we we've stolen up north from from down south and maybe over west as well. But it it, it looks great and it's inspiring a generation to keep on at it. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't actually see it during during the day. I will gone into the dressing room, but I uh, someone shared it to me with me on Twitter. Um, that night and no it was brilliant delighted to see it um, um, I was in at the Galway match on Sunday then and the same thing so yeah no it's brilliant sure, the, the kids absolutely love that they're um, they might say it's about looking at the hurling match we're all there waiting for a half time to come and get out and talk so um, yeah no it's brilliant it's brilliant to see and, and fair play to everyone for organising that and I think they got a couple of couple of free slitters as well which also which always makes it worthwhile for a kid is it something you'd have done as a kid? Uh, yeah, sure. We'd always be poking. You'd be poking. Uh, or if you got a chance against the game of wall or whatever, or you'd be, if you go to a match or something, you'd be bringing the hurl with you and hoping to get uh, maybe behind the goal trying to rob a few slitters and that. So, <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I suppose when you're, when you're that age, it's uh, watching a bit of hurling is grand, but it's all about playing. You don't really care about too much about what's happening on the pitch, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Tell me this. So, uh, I, was, I was just trying to um, visualise and, and and see in some of these lads. I've seen them actually. I was in around the the gym in Kingspan Breffney and, and seen a few of the hurlers about over the last while. Describe to me what a, a typical week for for a Cavan senior hurler is at the moment. Was it starts on a, on a Monday morning to get up and go and do their job? Yeah. So um, to start Monday. Um you know, we kind of put out the the plan for the week, um, what's happening, and and then um, from that they, they might maybe log like, uh, you know, how they're feeling, uh, you know, just wellness kind of um, uh, questionnaire, and then um, that would lead on to you know the the load that they'd have for the week, and then Monday evening they they have a gym session which is uh, overseen by Keith Green, and uh, uh, who works with Andre. Um, in, in Kingston, Brittany, or maybe for the for the players that are based, uh, you know, in Dublin or, or elsewhere, you know, they might get to a to a gym somewhere else. So that's that's Monday. Then Tuesday, we um, we have our our pitch session, um, and, and that's kind of a lot of that is maybe you know uh, looking at what we did well during the week from the weekend, uh, and then areas we want to go after. Um, and, and then we might have a video session um, uh, just when we're having a bit to eat, maybe we'll have a quick video session just maybe looking at the points that, that we we're, we're want to go after for, for the following week. Towards the then is, is uh, a pitch session again where we where we look at uh, a little bit maybe uh, at the opposition, maybe a couple of bits on our targets for the week ahead um, and just kind of the itinerary and that. And then I suppose that leads on towards uh, usually Saturdays. I think that more, all the league matches are on Saturday. So, um, just kind of the itinerary then goes on Friday morning of what's happening for Saturday and you know kind of advice around nutrition that kind of stuff and and then it's Saturday it's uh, it's a game game day so they're kind of there an hour beforehand um, you know get to, to play the match and uh, just kind of have a quick chat afterwards and and, and it kind of <laughs> kind of goes again then Sunday the down day and it kind of starts all over again so it's actually great at the minute that we're getting matches you know. Uh, that's what I would have thought maybe even the two years before I suppose they were restricted with COVID but like 
you know, you're not getting enough matches, uh, we'll say, the, the developing counties. And, like, how do you improve unless you get matches? So, mm. you know, we're, we're looking at, uh, we're looking at the game where we're trying to fix things we need to fix. And then we can go the next week or two weeks time, which is the case now, um, where we can, where we can try and fix it and go after things that we want to work on. So, so it's brilliant this league that's back properly that we're getting at least four games. And with the biggest luck, we might have five or six. It's, um, it it is a busy week. It, obviously, out four of the of the seven days, and and you can't really get out anything more than that because rest is so important when you're when you're producing that level of output. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And we don't often be saying as well. Like that's why the questionnaire from that we we definitely be keeping an eye on it, and you know, just just you know to monitor the load and just see what. What what the lads are aiming for, so it's about it's about pushing them as much as we can, but but still also knowing that um you know we we can't we, we have to have a little bit of bit of rest as well. Um, uh, we'll say this week now we we know we had kind of since I suppose January the third was kind of pushed quite hard, and um, so it's kind of coming up in the six week mark. So we we're only training the one night uh, this week, so and then ramping it up again for the for the the game uh, Saturday week again uh, from from the weekend. I'm curious on 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 the questionnaire. How do you how do you um, work that? Is it like Google Forms or what? Do you, how, what yeah, do you no, it's it's, uh, it's actually ran by by Keith as well. So he's a Google Form there. He just kind of you know um, you know everything from I think that sometimes you can have apps as well in that. Uh, but um, you know basically just uh, physically physically how are they feeling? Uh, you know how's their sleep uh, and nutrition um, uh, hydration. Um, and their general mood, I suppose. So yeah, all that is, comes into account. And like, if there's anything that that um, that that we see or keep sees that's sticking out, we kind of we kind of have a quick look at it. We have a chat, and maybe have a chat with the player, and and, and just see maybe the, the parts they might need to step out of, or maybe you know a full session out might might do them no harm. Um, um, so yeah, it's you know it's just and again even without the form, it's just having a chat with with the players and 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 just trying to to come to them like at you know, they're not not they're not a number like they're 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 a person mm-hmm. and and trying to try, trying to see what's going on in their lives outside of, outside of hurling as much as possible, which isn't isn't easy because you know I know we we're playing a couple of nights a week, but but still if you party the odd lads on on a panel, it's hard to get around to all of them. It's isn't it amazing how much it's evolved over the number of years over the last ten fifteen years that that you know the the likes of I presume. If somebody replies to a form that you send out on a Sunday, or are you looking at it on Monday, and they're saying, oh, "I'm just, you know, I'm lacking energy, I'm feeling tired, I'm not sleeping well," then for that individual, you can adjust what you're planning for just that individual for the week, even. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose it is. It's just, it's just kind of. I suppose there's nothing beats like just having a chat with a lad, or just maybe. I suppose if you're around a while, or the lad. The, the management team are around a while and you know you pick up on, on little bits and pieces and we kind of know the majority of the players a good while as well so it, you kind of you kind of see know their traits and know um, if they're uh, in good form or not and you know it's, it's just about um, I suppose keeping the the kind of uh, you know just signpost you and gives you a kind of keeping the, mm-hmm. kind of the communication open that you know, you know, if someone someone needs needs a bit of time off or whatever, then then you know they can come to us, and likewise we can go to them and just just uh, see how they're getting on, I suppose. So yeah, no, it definitely has has come on a lot in the last ten years, that's for sure. 
How is the, the the panel? I'm just looking through some of the names. I'm thinking geographically, there there's there looks like there's quite a few up around Dublin and and spread. So how how is the travel on the panel? Is there is there many lads away at the minute? Yeah, there there's a good few. Um, so I suppose just thinking offhand again, I'm probably going to miss out on a few. But you have Carter Bannon who's in in college in Sligo, and you have. Obviously, the Sheenans and Dylan are in Dublin, based in Dublin. Um, and then you have uh, James Smith is traveling, and Sean Keating is traveling uh, from Galway from uh, the odd, maybe one night a week. Um, and then you have, uh, yeah, you, you've others, you have uh, Jack Barry as well, is based in Dublin. Um, so, yeah, there is a good bit, uh, there is a good bit of travel, and it's, it's, it's trying to get, uh, it's trying to get, I suppose. Uh, you know, certain times and that, you know, getting out of the city and we kind of put the, the train sessions on at eight o'clock to kind of make it a little bit easier because we just found the half seven. Lads were jumping out of a car and, and trying to get straight into a session, which isn't ideal. Probably late getting back, but, you know, that's, <laughs> well, you can't have it every way. But, you know, it's, it's working out fine. We, we kind of, I think there was at times maybe there was talks of maybe having sessions in Dublin, but that didn't really work out either. So, so you know, it's, um, yeah, yeah. Look at it's commitment, but that's that's the level you're at, isn't it? And the lads are putting in the commitment. They want to be there. They want to be putting their their hands up for selection. So I suppose to do that, yeah, you, you know, you need to get them to the training ground. How does that compare to other counties? We say in your home county in Galway, would would the vast majority at the top level not have to travel because it 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 definitely it adds an obstacle to performance, really, doesn't it? Oh, it definitely does. It definitely does. Yeah, I'm not sure. I suppose you. They all have said that Dublin footballers. That was one advantage, wasn't it? That mm. they that they didn't have to travel. You know, whereas I think there was something where where the male footballers at the time were were traveling. Uh, you know, there was nearly half the panel I think traveling from different areas. So, um, yeah, it, it, I suppose maybe it's, it's different for different counties. Maybe uh, I suppose Cavan or uh, Dublin seems to be the seems to be the main hub uh, for for. Um, for the hurlers, anyways, in um, in Cavan, so um, yeah, it's it's just it's just the, the, the lay of the land, really, isn't it? You know, but um, you know, I suppose like everything, if you if you uh, if you want to make it work, you you, you can, but it, it, there's no doubt it is it is for sure a sacrifice. Yeah, definitely. So, um, a point that you made earlier on, and and I, I kind of it's something that is a bugbearer of mine. I think the best way for teams to improve is by playing games um, and playing as many as, as others. And the previous, definitely All-Ireland Football Championship, weighted that the better teams were getting better because they made they got more games every single year than the weaker teams. So with with that in mind, you know, is the is the current structure the the division three B is that the best way for Horland or would a a larger league where maybe you lose a few games but at least you get more games would that be more beneficial in your opinion? Yeah, I think the more games the the better. Like, um, I I can only go on like twenty 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 one and and that twenty twenty uh, after COVID we played I think two games. You know, so that was two games for the whole year of 2020 and then 2021 we a bit more of a run I think we played six games but still it's not enough it's not enough you know so so what, what we're, we're going to have now is we're going to have four games in the league and five games in Laurie Maher and that's a minim, minimum so I suppose with the 
with the split season and everything have to be finished up by uh, by I suppose June, July or whatever. Um, that that that's probably as much, and then it, hopefully we add on two or maybe three more. That's twelve. Uh, so that's probably as much. Mm. Now it, the only thing is the Laurie Mara is finished in. Um, that's I think it's finished in mid-May. So, like, you know, uh, you could probably, for, for developing counties, it'd be no harm to have another another month of hurling. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and because especially a lot of these counties, you know, they, they've small enough cl- amount of clubs, so it doesn't take a long time to run off a, a, a club championship. So so what you might have, I don't know what way the, the club championship in Cavan is going to run this year, but what you might have is you, you'll have, a, you know, a big three, four, five month gap maybe between games, competitive games. And so that's as as you said, like that's the that's the the competitive counties getting stronger and, and what they're doing for the for developing counties. Mm. Is is that the flaw in the hurling system that the uh, the winner of the um isn't it the winner of the Joe McDonough goes up, gets a chance to go into the Leinster championship. So therefore yeah. those the, the the second third, fourth, fifth tier they have to be run off earlier, but again, it it creates that flaw where you know those extra three, four, five, six weeks of of training at a high level, getting high competitive, highly competitive games at, at against top opposition, brings those teams further on. I, I keep hearing the phrase that you know the the ladder's been pulled up from the the teams outside the top five, six teams in the country in in Hurling. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Look, you could talk all day about it and how you can improve it and that. And could you have regionalized teams or you know certain certain ideas? But but any way you can get players playing for longer, uh, you know, is it, it, a good thing. Um, you know, so and even like when you think about it, you're trying to uh, at inter county level and and like when you think of the club the club game in Cavan, you know, with all respect, it wouldn't be you know, at the highest level, you know, mm-hmm. so I suppose it's taken a while to, to get up even to, to the standard that we're at at the minute and then maybe for just to, through no one's fault really on the, the system that, that, you know, they haven't that much, maybe they're five five months without a game, you know, it's, it's not going to serve serve anyone well. Now, no, I suppose there can be structures put in place if there was regions, uh, if there was colleges, uh, competitions, regional competitions, that kind of thing. But it, it, it takes a bit of thinking and a bit of bit of foresight, I suppose, from the powers that be. Um, but yeah, we're not going to salvage tonight, David. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. No harm, <laughs> no harm debating it a wee bit, though. Um, <laughs> look, looking forward to the next game up. I suppose it, it it's um, Lancashire. Um, up in Abbottstown, I think it is for Saturday week. So, um, looking at it, is it is it fair to say Cavan will go in as favourites? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know that. Like they put up a big score last week against uh, Leitrim. They're ahead at half time, and we were just following it. Uh, it was kind of it was on an hour after our game. We just following it um, uh, after our game. But I think I can't remember what the score. Is, but put up a fair score in it. Um, Three sixteen. Uh, Three sixteen, yeah. So, so they're definitely doing something right. And um, I know Leitrim have improved. They've, they've added a lot of players to their their team as well. So, um, they, they're definitely, I would imagine, the stronger of the of the English teams. And um, uh, so, so yeah. Hopefully, you know, they're coming to Abbottstown, which is which is seen as their home venue because we so we have to travel. And um, but yeah, it, w- it would be great to to build on to build on what we started. 
Um, yeah, and look, if we, if we if we want to progress in the league, we have we have to get another win from the from the last two games. So, so we definitely have to. We're definitely going there to win. Mm-hmm. And in the league, is top two make final? Um, no, so I think it's it's uh, the top make the final and second and third play off for semi final. So. Okay. Um, yeah, so you, you'd imagine three would, would get you to a semi-final and obviously four then would, would should guarantee you a final spot. Um, it's kind of running then into, the final runs into the, the Laurie Mar. You kind of see a bit of shadow boxing in the higher divisions uh, in Ireland um, whether, whether teams want to get to it or not. But for us, we just want to win, a, win as much as possible and get to a final and, and hopefully uh, take our chances then as well. Yeah, well, look at fingers crossed. We'll be looking ahead to that game on on next week's show. But as always, Tom, thanks a million for your time. Not at all. Thanks, Jamie. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over fifty years. A family-owned and family-run business. Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So, Paul, since recording that, I have actually found out that there's an away trip on, on the cards here. Opening round of the Laurie Maher cabin away to Warwickshire. Uh, have you have you, have you you booked your flights? I'm there, Damien. I'm there. I, I was laughing. Uh, Warwickshire, obviously, uh, where it is there in the West Midlands. One of the subs who came on for Warwickshire the last day was Jack Grealish, who is from, who is from Warwickshire. He's, from, he's a brummy. So, I don't know if it's the same man. If it was, there might have been a bigger crowd at the game. But, There's uh, no way. I seen him going, you know, tumbling over a soccer ball. There's no way he'd survive on a hornet pitch. Well, th- this Jack really scored one four when he came on, so you can't argue with that. But um, yeah, that's great. Uh, weekend away, we might make a weird calf weekend of that one, don't we? Could do, we could do. I haven't been to Warwickshire now. It's it's mid April, so uh, it 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 may be result dependent. Um, so we just have to see. But we look we look forward to that one anyway. But. Um, yeah, looking forward to looking next week. We'll be looking ahead to Lancashire, uh, where, as Tom said, taking them on in Abbottstown on the Saturday. So we'll look forward to that game on, on next week's show. But definitely to uh, to to wallow in the victory or to to sorry, um, wallow is the complete wrong word now. And I'm, I'm, I'm gone frozen on my brain, but to to uh, bask in the in the victory of two goals and 20. I I, the only result that comes to mind or scoreline that comes to mind um, that, that will compete with that was, and maybe you'll remember it, the scoreline when Cavan played for Mana in the Laurie Maher, I think it was down in Brewster Park, maybe four, three, four years ago. Really high scoring, quality, quality draw. It was it was probably the best game of hurling I've ever seen Cavan involved in. Can you remember what the score was? Was it true? Uh- it was re- yeah, it was a really high scoring game that one. Yeah, I remember it now. I think uh I think was it yeah, a draw, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a really yeah. high scoring draw. Yeah, it was a super game that Kevin and Fermanna always lock horns in this competition, but it's interesting that um Kevin Carney covered the game for the Celt and like Kevin's a horrible man to the core, obviously all his sons, Jeremy and Kevin and John have played with the county. And Kevin really um Got Horland going again in Coothill because there was a tradition of Horland back in the day in Coothill way back. Like they, I think they won senior championships in the sixties, 
you would have you would have had an influx of army men around there and locals that were interested in, in hurling as well. And um, right back to the days of Hugh Riley, there was hurling in Coothill. But Kevin got it going again about fifteen or twenty years ago, um, because he was a big lover of hurling. So it must be very proud for him to to see the way it's going. But he said in his match report that it's one of the best uh, Kevin Hurling performances he could remember. So I would definitely take take that um, on merit because. Kevin would be a very fair judge of it and he wouldn't be one for exaggerating it and he thought it was a really good performance so it's a real high high watermark at the moment for Kevin I know they're in the Laurie Maher a couple of years ago but you didn't have the, the UK teams in it that year uh, now they've, they've played Warwickshire and they've beaten them well funnily enough I was looking back at an interview I did with Colin Shane before that thing before that uh, Laurie uh, Maher final yeah I, I asked him at the time like do you know what were your preconceptions of Calvin Horland when you got involved in it? And he, he says, initially there was probably a little bit of arrogance. So it was myself and Killian and my cousin John, and we thought it would be easy and we'd have a few nice days out and we'd stroll into Croker, but that's not the way it planned out at all. We got a rude awakening. They actually played Warwickshire on his debut and Liam Watson was playing and scored something like 4-9. So he, like, when you see these cool lads coming down and, okay, they weren't there last year, they're back this year. Um, There's obviously a great affinity there with the management as well. Like Ollie Bellio and Tom Mannion are able to get a good tune out of these lads, and like they seem to be a really good management team. So yeah. no, it's it's great. It's 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 looking up like, and it's it's great to see it. Well, it's very interesting, and I I can't wait to to just see this season evolve out. But I'm watching in Division Three A, and Fermanagh have picked up. They beat Mayo at the weekend gone by, and like Calvin Fermanagh, as you said. They've been absolute ding dong battles. Now I know they played earlier on in the preseason competition, um, and, and Fermanagh won it quite comfortably that day. But the the I I think the gap might be closing. I think Cavan are, are are making progress on on teams around them, and it's uh, it, it would it would be absolutely huge if Cavan could get out of Division Three B, winning a cup there, uh, and maybe get get the Laurie Maher something like that. I I just think that, that could be. More than the sum of the of the success in terms of the legacy that it would create around Cavan Horler. Yeah, well, there were great scenes at halftime last week when the pitch was flooded with kids playing hurling. Like, so that was brilliant. Like, so and the thing, things are look, we're not going to turn around and say hurling is absolutely booming in Cavan because there's definitely problems and the, the participation is still not high enough, not near high enough at underage level. But it just goes to show, well, we see it in handball as well, another minority GA sport. When the effort goes in at the underage, you will get something out of it in a couple of years' time. Like you, you invariably will. If the effort isn't going in at the underage, you're getting nothing out of it. And we can see now, like, okay, they won the Celtic Challenge last year, whatever grade it was. That was a well prepared team. It was a it was a bunch of cabin hoarders putting the best foot forward. Look, it's it's great. It's it's fantastic. Long may it continue. If they could get three wins from three now, it'd be something else. Well, it's guaranteed them a, a minimum of a semi-final spot, as Tom was saying there. So, um, with obviously the top team goes through to the to the the final, and and second and third place off for a place in the final. I was kind of saying you you nearly maybe want to come second or third to get an extra game in, but the way the Laurie Maher's been run this year, there, there's going to be lots of games. There is going to be twelve games for these guys, so I don't think it's a it, it's a bad situation they're in compared to maybe a few years ago where. The league was short, and and then the Laurie Maher was knockout. So, um, no, it's good to see it. It's, it's making progress. We're looking forward to to keeping an eye on on the uh, on the progress of the cabin holders. Paul, thanks for your time. Thanks, Demo.